You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in for another wonderful episode, another hot episode of SOB Style of Business. Ah, business, business with a Z or a couple of double S's today. We have another special guest. As always, I am speaking with Mr. Dane Shooter, who is the founder of Ghost Blog Writers, to be exact. And uh, he's going to be spending some time with us today to talk about freelance writing and blogging and the whole gig economy, the whole freelance economy, how he got started, giving us the scoop on what makes his business work so well and hopefully offering some advice to those of us who are interested in kind of following in his footsteps, so to speak, or at least venturing out to do our own thing. So let's hand it over to him. Dane, I'm putting the ball in your court and letting you just kind of give us an introduction background and we will continue to roll from there. So how is it going, Dane? What's up? It is good. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Good deal. Good deal. And we are so happy to have you on. So just want to spend a couple of minutes to let you give us a maybe just a couple of minutes of uh, your background, how you kind of got started with the whole blogging thing and the article writing. And then we'll touch on like some of the freelance stuff that you're doing and continue from there. Sure. Sounds good. So uh, I guess kind of where it started was I graduated college in the spring of 2007 and I'd always kind of wanted to get in the business world either as a job or my own business and I got a job at a footwear catalog company kind of working on things like circulation management and a little bit of the merchandise and the catalog layout and and got to learn a lot about that industry but at that time they were starting to look at online marketing things and And so on the job, I started getting interested in things like social media, blogging, and kind of the whole deal. And I started blogging kind of as a personal blog where I would just mostly write about what I was learning at work or what I was reading about. And it would be about, so that would kind of be 2009-ish. And then towards 2010, just by chance, a small business owner that I knew kind of connection through a connection asked if I wanted to write a weekly post for his business website. So I had just been blogging for fun and I figured, Hey, making a little extra money on the side sounds great. So I said, yes. And then I think a few weeks or a couple months later, I just happened to be on Twitter and I saw another business owner that I was following ask about a blogger for a kind of a side project that he had going on. And so I responded, and that kind of became client number two. And it was kind of at that point I started thinking if I wanted to be a freelancer or maybe turn it into a little agency. And I kind of went the agency route, but still do some blogging myself. But that kind of brings it up to where it is today, kind of a small blogging agency. Exactly. Yeah. And I know that the biggest thing when you're kind of writing for yourself, you're creating stuff that you enjoy and then just kind of transition it over so when you decided to to venture out, though, like, were you, you're working in a corporate world, you know, you're doing something that you enjoyed, obviously, with uh, the company that you were employed by, and then you decide to go 
freelance. You got these couple of writing gigs and you decided to kind of go full fledged with that. When did you decide that it was time for you to do that? Like you got the two clients and now you're ready to do something else. Yep. Yeah. So that was about 2010. I maybe by the end of that year, I had about five clients and 2011 picked up a few more and kind of in that 2011 time frame. So about a year, maybe a little more than a year, I brought in another freelance writer that was not in the same location as me, but different location, but kind of on the team, gave them an assignment. And I brought on three or four writers that year, but I was still doing some writing. 2012 comes along, started thinking about just trying to do it full time. And like I said, I liked the job, loved the people, was still learning a lot, but something I'd always, I'd always loved reading entrepreneur biographies and and kind of observing entrepreneurs. And one common thread that a lot of them said is they wish they would have started sooner. So it was, it was kind of at that 2012 time period, about two years into blogging freelance, where I just said, you know, I'm in my late twenties. I don't have a lot of commitments. If these entrepreneurs are all saying they wish they would have started sooner, it's, it's probably time for me to yeah. just see if it's going to work. So, yeah. Exactly. So you were kind of testing the waters, I guess, you know, kind of keeping the job and uh, kind of yeah. building your, your client base at the same time. Okay, so everything is, is going pretty smooth with the clients you have, you're writing, you're putting out content, you're enjoying both positions, your mm-hmm. job as a, a, a business owner and or a freelancer rather at that time, and then also uh, working for the company. Now you decide, okay, I'm thinking about doing the agency thing. You know, I'm thinking about kind of going 100% into that. Like, what sort of, um, I guess you could say resistance. Like, but was there any, like, uh, hesitance when you decided to say, okay, hey, guys, this is my last day. Here's my two weeks notice or whatever. And then you kind of go off to launch Ghost Blog Writers. What was that process like? And then also share with us, like, what were your, maybe your two to three action steps that kind of put you in a position to say, okay, hey, this is final. This is my two weeks notice. I'm, I'm headed out the door. Yeah, it was, it wasn't easy. I, number one, I liked the job. It provided consistent income doing something that I liked, but I was getting up to the point where I was starting to feel like I didn't have enough time to kind of focus on ghost blog writers, whether it was writing myself, coordinating the writers, working with clients, trying to get new clients. And it kind of just, it just reached a point where I thought I could see some potential there and I wanted to give it my full attention and not kind of give myself 40 to 50 hours a week by quitting my job. And so kind of the action steps I took, I definitely sat down with uh, my girlfriend, now wife at the time we were living together. She was on board, fully supportive, but I kind of went through just a basic budget kind of what my needs were and and because I wasn't making on the side enough to offset the salary so I knew there might be some short-term pain there but I wanted to just get a picture of my budget that was a big action step and then once I saw that it was it was it was worthwhile could make it work financially and if things went crazy could always find another job but after that, I kind of just went to my boss, explained to him the situation. He had known what I had been up to on the side, and he had been supportive, and so there was no hard feelings there. But, but yeah, the budget part was a big one, and, and having the clients already was a big one instead of just kind of 
jumping on just an idea. Yeah, and jumping on an idea. And and speaking of just kind of jumping into it, like what were some of the immediate challenges or fears that you had when you did finally decided to make the leap? Yeah, obviously the big fear is, and I still have it today, is am I going to wake up, open my email, and every client says, I don't want your service anymore. I don't know if that would ever happen. I don't know if every entrepreneur feels that way, but I do feel that way. And it, and so that's big fear. It's big challenge, but it also keeps me focused on kind of the service we provide, always trying to look for ways to make it better, learning from mistakes, and then always trying to think about ways to get new clients on board. Perfect. Yeah. And and speaking of a little bit about the entrepreneurial vision, like did you like even after college or even while you were going to school, did you ever envision yourself kind of opening up your own company or your own kind of doing your own thing? Or was that something that mm-hmm. you just kind of figured out like, hey, I have the potential to do this, this freelance writing thing. I'm making money for it. Let me just try this. Like, have you always had that little itch to kind of do your own thing? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I feel, I feel like I was pretty lucky from a young age. I do think I had that itch. I would see people that were business owners. I would see how their lives were a little bit different than someone that had a nine to five job, whether it's, it's flexibility, but also some more requirements, more stress perhaps. And from a young age, I knew that was appealing up through college. I was, I was into business classes and learning all I could. And I thought the process worked where you had to kind of come up with an idea. So I spent a lot of time trying to think of like the next cool thing and then I kind of learned that that maybe wasn't the way. And that's kind of when the blogging came to me. And I just kind of had to, I didn't have my eyes open right away. I didn't even yeah. see it. But eventually it, it kind of hit me over the head. Here's what a business idea is, is kind of how it worked out. Exactly. Yeah. And it seems like it, it, it was a, a business idea that you, you know, you were kind of in tune with because you, you know, you enjoyed reading and writing and all that other good stuff. So that was probably more of a fit anyway than than trying to come up with the next social media app or, you know, the next music platform, a streaming app and all that other good stuff. So that's cool. And let's talk about ghost blog writers a bit. I did notice you have a lot of great content and articles on the blog over at personal uh, ghost blog writers. There's a lot of uh, direct content on the blog. How do you come up with like the content strategy for the blog. And then I'll kind of follow up with another question there. But um, give us an overview, because I know you have the services, Mm -hmm. but then you also kind of go as far as kind of helping people as well, like giving them tools and and information. Like, is that the purpose of the blog part? And also just to kind of backtrack just a couple of seconds ago, just to say, how do you come up with the strategy for your content? Sure. So what we do with with our blog is I've always kind of wanted to practice what we preach. So the goal with a business blog is to bring kind of attract the attention of your customer or influencers to content that you create, expose them to your brand so that when they're kind of in buying mode for your product or service, they remember your brand and come to your brand. And so what we do for our blog and what we do for our clients' blogs is we focus on who the target customer is. And then we try to figure out what questions they're asking Kind of if it's a B2B situation, we're looking for questions they're asking about their work life. And if it's kind of a B2C situation, we're looking at maybe kind of more of their personal life and, and just questions they're, they're asking. And then with each blog post, 
we try to provide the best answer we can. So for our blog at Ghost Blog Writers, I'm focusing on small business owner, medium business marketing manager, trying to get in their head, figure out what they're looking for as far as how do they do their job better, all kinds of things. And that's where all the blog posts come from that that we publish. Exactly. Yeah. And, it, and one of the things that I noticed from a few of the articles is that you, you guys kind of bring about those topics that maybe a, a business owner wasn't thinking about. And then you also have like solutions offered within that blog post, which I thought was really cool. So when you're putting together these different articles and you're trying to address the need of maybe not even a potential client, because I know like that information mm-hmm. is out there for everybody to view. But like what makes the content that you guys create kind of stand out, so to speak? Yeah, so just over the years, I've tried to learn that it's kind of a mixture of what people are looking for and just even things maybe they don't know they need, but that are interesting to them. But yeah, it's kind of addressing the question and people like actionable steps. So that's kind of where the tips come from. And that comes, that could come from my own experience or a writer's experience or we find, we try to find research new studies, new statistics, and organized information so that we're providing action steps for the reader to take so that they can they can kind of read it and say, or say it's a business manager who's not getting response from his or her employees. Yeah. We might write a post with a couple tips. They can try it. If it works, it helps them. They feel good, and hopefully they remember our brand. So, yeah, that's kind of the approach we take. We definitely want people to either be taking action on something after they read a post or thinking about something, just kind of helping them out with each post. Love that. Yeah, that is absolutely great, Dana. Um, good thing that is sometimes you run across those blogs that are just kind of blind content, you know, space fillers. So just to have something different is always good. So which brings me to this next question. And then I also want to kind of pick your brain a bit about uh, creating new content and different strategies that people can use. But what are some of the suggestions that that you would offer to maybe not necessarily a company, but like a person who is mm-hmm. interested in starting a personal blog? Sure. Yeah. The big one is is thinking long term, especially if it's a brand new blog or website. The expectations have to be your brand new if you're looking at getting traffic from Google or a search engine, it's going to take time. It's going to take a certain number of posts. Usually we say kind of look to do at least a weekly post. When I first started doing it, I would post every day. And after about six months, you see maybe a little blip of traffic. After about a year, you see more. Between year one and two, you see a pretty good jump. And after year two, you start seeing some incremental jumps. But if you imagine by the time year two comes around, you're posting every week, you got to get to 100 posts before you kind of start seeing some good traction. If you're kind of going into it saying, I have six ideas, I'm going to post those six and see how it goes, you're probably coming up a little bit short or a lot of bit short of kind kind of seeing what kind of traffic you can get or what kind of attention you can get on social media. But that's the big one. And one tip that I do have that we use with every client separating the title brainstorming from the writing. It's, it's really hard to sit down in front of a computer, come up with an idea and write. So what we do, and I even do it for my own blog on the site is every couple months we'll sit down and come up with 12 to 20 ideas, put them on a calendar. And then I schedule time to write 
And then when I go in to write the post, there's already an idea. I might have a few notes, and then I'm off to the races. And that's that's something we do with every client because you'll see a lot of blogs, business and personal, that maybe have 10 to 12 posts, and then it kind of tapers off. And that's just people having their initial ideas, getting excited about it, and then just kind of running into that writer's block. But by separating it, that's kind of been one of our tricks to kind of get past that. Oh, yeah, that's such a good tip because writer's block, you know, that's, you hear about it. You hear about it. So, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Okay, so let me ask you this. What is the Is there a secret formula or some sort of secret sauce to creating the blog? Because I know I, I see sometimes, and even I myself, like I'll, you know, you get started with maybe a couple of weeks or a couple of months with just putting out content, putting out content, and then you're maintaining the blog, you're keeping everything consistent. And then all of a sudden you just kind of fall off, you know? So how do you maintain that consistency? Like what would be a good formula to be able to put something out there and be consistent in the content that you're bringing to the audience that you intend to target? I think there's a couple things. So I think put away the analytics for at least, at least six months, maybe even a year where you're not paying attention to it, you know, commit to it for a year don't pay attention to the analytics. If you're if you're looking at the analytics, you're going to be logging in every week or however yeah. often. And, and for the first year, you're not going to be seeing anything. Very easy to get kind of down on yourself. Am I I'm not doing this right? So that's very difficult to overcome. And then uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Yeah, that definitely. The analytics that's, is a, a major factor. Well, you can, uh, yeah, if you think of that one, I mean, we can come back to it because we, we definitely need to know. <laughs> You know, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's kind of making it part of your routine. When I was first doing it every day, it was I would set aside a specific time after work, come home, commit to writing. Mm-hmm. And also, I just remembered consuming content. So I would also, and I still do, read a lot of articles, listen to a lot of podcasts. And, and I've noticed that content creators are very big consumers mm-hmm. of content. So they're always listening to new things. They're not writing exactly the same thing, but maybe they're reading something that sparks a new idea. So that's another way, or that's a big way to keep getting those ideas is to be a big consumer of, of content. Oh man, that's that's the golden nugget. That's it. Okay, okay, great. No, I, I love those. I love those good, great tips and definitely stuff that we can use. Okay, so you, I know you work with brands and then you also work with individuals who have companies or even like personal brands. So what would be, I guess, what's the difference between trying to come up with a, a content strategy for a personal blog versus a business-based mm-hmm. blog? Yeah, so, so we'll have clients, maybe um, they might work for a company or they might be a consultant. Maybe they want to post kind of on their LinkedIn every week or something like that. So for them, we're still focusing on who they're trying to reach, or we're at least trying to understand that, or, or we're trying to understand who they are and, and kind of what they want to talk about. And we use that to form the ideas and we'll work with their ideas. But we also still like to, to always present ideas in case they kind of start running out. But, but it's very similar. It's, it's kind of focusing on the audience, getting to try to figure out the questions that the audience is asking and it's kind of the same with a personal blog or going to a business, but um, but obviously the voice might be a little different. Sometimes with a brand, you try to maybe have some personality, but sometimes it has to be a little more general with a individual. 
maybe we can find the right writer that just really clicks with the style and they can really be themselves as they ghostwrite for that individual. So there's a few differences, but also a few key similarities. Key similarities, perfect. Yep, good deal, good deal. All right, and Dane, what do you enjoy most about creating new content? I enjoy the learning part of it, and it's, uh, so for me, I might see a question on, on a forum or Quora or something like that that a small business owner is asking, and, and maybe I have some experience with it, but I'm excited to maybe go do some research on it and then write out a blog post on it to answer that question. So in the process, I get to learn and then also publish it. And I think of the blog as not preaching to anybody, but if someone wants that answer and here's, here's the answer, if they want to find it, they can find it. Yeah. And it's also a neat way to connect with a lot of people. I remember, especially in the early days when I was blogging, I was connecting with a lot of bloggers. Obviously today I still do, but it's uh, content is a way for, for people to connect, whether it's a blog or a TV show or movie it's, it's or music. It's, it's a neat way to connect with people that that you might not have connected with otherwise. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you there. And as an entrepreneur, though, do you have the blog? You got the every, everything is, is going well. And this also kind of goes back to when you first got started. What like resources did you kind of tap into, whether it be a book or some sort of local community? What did you have available to kind of help you? get the things that you need to get your business aspirations off the ground? Yeah, big one on the business side that is still probably my favorite series of business books is the, is the Good to Great, Great by Choice books by Jim Collins. It wasn't very preachy. He just kind of looked at successful businesses versus businesses that were comparable but didn't succeed and kind of came away with some key takeaways and I still yeah. reference that book when I'm thinking about my business and so that those are big and then I, I love reading entrepreneur biographies and kind of just learning what entrepreneurs have done for the last several decades and just kind of how they think and and trying to learn from their actions. And then I also still read a lot of blogs. And for a few years, I've enjoyed reading psychology blogs like Psychology Today and, oh, yeah. and just getting into kind of how people think, how they act. And that has helped with business and also with blogging, just trying to connect with people. Good deal. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the, the freelance economy? I know that things are kicking off and a lot of people say that it's a good thing for companies and brands. And then you have other people who disagree with that. So what mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that? I would say, well, obviously I'm biased, but I would say it's it's a good thing for, so the businesses are always competing against each other. They're always looking for ways to lower their price and then lower their costs. I think the freelance economy is part of that, but I think technology has, has helped allow it. So for me, I can work with clients. I mean, a few of my first clients were from Australia and I would never even need to speak with them on the phone or Skype. Could do it all through email. And writers are all over the U.S., Canada, U.K., Australia. And so it kind of opens the workplace or the workforce. It lowers the costs. But like I was a freelancer, you can start small, making a little bit of money. As you improve, you can charge more. But some benefits are you don't necessarily have to have a commute. You don't have to have the stress that maybe comes with an office. I think there's always going to be 
employees and freelancers. I'm a fan of the freelance economy. I think it's it's kind of a natural evolution that technology yeah. has allowed that has just brought the costs and the prices down for lots of different industries. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you on that take. Do you do you think that there'll be like a, a significant increase in job opportunities for maybe let's say like the person that's self-employed or the person that's looking to do their own thing because there is a, it's more of like a freelance economy. Oh yeah, I definitely do. I think if, even if the blogging thing completely collapsed, I think the first thing I would do is I would go to a job board and look at the jobs that are listed. I'd read specific tasks and try to find trends and then try to form a business providing a service based on those job boards. So I think that's definitely going to increase because for companies, I think they seem to be getting less picky about who they hire. They just want the job done well. That's a freelancer. That's who they're going to go with. Absolutely. Yep. I'm definitely noticing that. All right. All right, Dane. So before we wrap up, I just have a couple of last questions for you. And then, of course, we want you to let us know where we can find you online. Words of encouragement for the listeners today. Like, what do you say to that person who has an itch to kind of go off on their own? I would give the same advice that I was kind of hearing is that everyone that's done it and been successful has kind of looked, or even unsuccessful has kind of looked back and wish they would have done it sooner. So if you're serious about it, I would add the caveat that if you're seeing some potential where you maybe have a client or a customer to, if you're seeing the potential is there, just do it. There's, you can try to learn as much as you can, but you're going to learn incrementally more as you do it. So if you're thinking about it, do it. Worst case scenario, maybe you have to go back and, and get a job. And I think there's always going to be jobs, freelance jobs, things like that. Um, I know there's upturns and downturns in the economy and it's scary. I'm certainly scared of it. But when you kind of look at the worst case, I kind of, when I did it, I looked at worst case scenario. I tried to think of the absolute worst case. And it, after I thought about it, it didn't scare me too much. I could, could live without new clothes for a few months or I had to sell my car, it wouldn't be the absolute worst thing. Yes. And so I, that kind of pushed me to just, just start it. Love that. Love that. Yeah. And I definitely uh, appreciate you mentioning the fact that it's better to go ahead and do it as opposed to having to look back and wish that you had. <laughs> so I think yeah, that, definitely. you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that might scare a few people into action, but um, we truly appreciate you being on, Dane. And, and uh, before you leave, let us know where we can connect with you online. If there's anybody that's okay. listening that might be interested in the services and more information about Ghost Blog Writers, also share that information as well. Sure. Best place for information is ghostblogwriters.com or just Google ghostblogwriters or Google my name. And then uh, best place to connect with me if you have questions or, or just want to connect. I'm on LinkedIn the most. That's kind of the best place. I have a unique name. If you type it in, I'll, I'll probably be the only one that comes up. So that's the best place to find me. Perfect. Sounds good. Sounds good, Dane. So we appreciate you being on and look forward to touching base with you here in the future. You enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.